Sands, and welcome to Pod Return to the Waking Sands. We are a Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast where we explore the lore and story of Hydaelyn and beyond. My name is Jen, and I'm joined by my co-host and researcher. I'm Levi. Hello, Levi. Hello, Jen. Hello. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Nice. How's, it's good. It's good. How's the How's the new year so far? It's been some hours. Yep. Into the new year. Mm-hmm. It's all good mm-hmm. so far. Mm-hmm. Same. Yep. Did High that five. joke already during our run, so kind of <laughs> cheap to, to recycle it, you know, it. We've only made it like twice in one day. Yeah. I think get it out of your system. So maybe one more time, then we'll be okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, today we are talking about the Wanderer's Palace level 50 optional dungeon. We got a little taste of this palace gen back in the day during the scholar quest line mm-hmm. when we ventured into it in pursuit of a tonberry. Yeah. We we only went in like a little bit. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um to uncover some mysteries. Since it's been a while, the Wanderer's Palace is a Nemean ruin that was formerly submerged beneath Bronze Lake. When the calamity struck, the earth beneath the lake was rent and connections were opened between the lake and the kobold tunnels below, causing the lake to partially drain into said tunnels. The receding waters revealed the ruins of Nemean structures, including the Wanderer's Palace. The palace, though, was sealed by design by the Nemeans. During the fifth astral era, the Nemeans brought back a cursed urn, and when the curse was released, it transformed these Lalafels into Tonberries. Correct. So that's not at all what I thought a Tonberry was. And I remember being extremely uh, aghast at this revelation. So it was, let me see if I can just try to remember the details of that. Um, so some of these people were trying to find like a cure for whatever this was. This it was like a sickness that was running through. They considered it a sickness. Yes. Um, and um, some people, so they they evacuated right, and they kept the people who are sick no, quarantined no, inside. No, they they stuck everyone inside. Everyone who was exposed to the plague right. was stuck inside. Right. It's like to prevent it. Right. So the opposite of an evacuation. Okay. So, I mean, like, every, well, people who weren't, like, fled and everybody else was, like, dead, they forced everybody else in there. Yes. So they, so and then people they were trying to work on sealed away the plague victims in yeah. the palace. That, no, that's it. Okay. Th- okay. There's there's no happy that's it. ending. Just, like, have fun. They got sealed away and they and all transformed into tonberries and they went mad with rancor. Yep. Yep. Just the, the total betrayal. The end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. So a little bit about Tonberries in general, Jen, because it's going to come into play during this dungeon. Tonberries are classic Final Fantasy enemies that have bulbous scaly heads and are swaddled in thick robes. They generally pack a lantern and a chef's knife. (laughs) In the single player Final Fantasy games, these enemies usually appear alone and they will gradually advance across the battlefield towards the player's party. And then if they get too close, they start shanking people and they do a ton of damage. So you usually want to try and take them out before they get too close to you. They also have another mechanic called everyone's grudge. Everyone's grudge is essentially a damaging attack that will deal damage to you based on how many enemies you've killed in that game. 
So the more people you've killed and like random encounters or whatever, the more damage you take. Yeah, I think Both that's great. Both of these things will come into play during this run. Yes, they will. So here we go, Jin, the Wanderer's Palace. It gains its name because the palace seems to be actually more of a temple or other holy site to Ashan, the yeah. Wanderer, who is one of the 12. Yes, yes, he is. We, uh, we know him very well. We do not, Jen. No, we don't. We don't know shit. And we learn about this opportunity, this dungeon delving opportunity from an eye-patched healer named Aline in Vesper Bay. Yeah, so she's been chilling out behind the Waking Sands for probably months now um, in like game time. Like we've done a lot of shit and she's just been chilling. So yeah, so there's this blue quest that's behind the Waking Sands and we go talk to her. And she's a little beat up. Um, she looks like she escaped an infirmary. Um, guess she did. Spoilers. So what she says, she was treasure hunting with her, quote unquote, feller. Feller. And so, she, you know, the calamity drained Bronze Lake. It exposed this temple. But she's like, it's actually a palace. And there's like so much cool shit in there. Like you would think it'd be all like waterlogged and slimy and stuff. But it like it totally isn't. It's kind of amazing. So there's like gold framed mirrors and Bright as the moon, Jen. Bright as the moon. And I gazed upon myself dripping in pearls. Chains of pearl. Chains of pearl. And me and my feller ball danced on malachite floors like it, we felt like a queen and a king me and my right. feller so she's like i am sharing this information with you adventurer because who doesn't like treasure and i'm immediately like why the fuck would you share this information um but thanks i'll check it out and she tells us to go see her former companion abazi Chirazi at bronze lake he's the ferryman and he will take us there so we hop over to Bronze Lake and we find this Lalafell hanging out in some ruins right by a ferry, mm-hmm. right by a boat. He tells us that Aline's full of shit. She <laughs> is lying to us. Yeah. She has been encouraging adventurers to go delving inside this ruin with tales of treasure, when in fact she wants them to hopefully find her lost companion, her lost feller, feller. Mm-hmm. inside this place. And he tells us that both he, Abazi, and Aline were in the same group, the same adventuring party, mm-hmm. as was this feller. <laughs> they went into the palace hoping to find some treasure, and they were immediately set upon by a tonberry, and they were scattered. Only Abazi and Aline made it out, and everyone else is dead or missing. There's no treasure there, only death. Yep. And Aline tried at first asking nicely for help and going to investigate this place, but no one took the offer. So now she started lying to people, telling them about all these riches to be found, hoping that they survive the attempt and that somehow her feller's alive in there and mm-hmm. that they can bring him back. Yeah. She's a little delusional. And so when it's like she's she's standing up before us trying, you know, sharing the story of this amazing place full of treasure and stuff. She's like, she looks like hell. And it's because she she was like going crazy in the infirmary. She's like, I got to get out of here and save my people. And yeah, like that that didn't work. So she, yeah, is relying on trickery. 
Yeah. And Abazi is um, a little upset that she's yeah. doing this. Well, he warns us. He's like, all right, well, I warned you, I but if you want to go, you, then I'll take you. Obviously, like, we're, we're, how many times have we talked to somebody in the front of a dungeon and they're like, there's nothing but death in there. Why are you going to go? This is at least the second one. Third, because there is... Cutter's um, Cry. Cutter's Cry and Aram Vale are both like that. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Halatali maybe a little bit. Halatali was doing a public service, at least. It was a, a True. Yeah. kind of like you're, you might die in there, but it's for a reason. It's for a good cause. Yes. Yeah, the, and then these are just like, don't, don't go in there. Yeah. Well, you dumb? Don't go in there. Like, well, we're going to go in there. So that unlocks the dungeon. Yep. There we go. Thank you to the listeners who joined us on this minimum item level run. We had Aroki Finan on Red Mage and Calidus Caddis as Scholar. Nice. Thank you for the thematic job choice. <laughs> yeah. I played Warrior and Jin played Bard. Yes. Um, with my in process relic weapon attached because this was one of our book things we had to do yep so that's done yay see you for the relic in a long time yep some that's... months from now <laughs> that was the second book out of nine it'll be it'll be a bit we enter the palace grand stone ruins that are overgrown with plant life we immediately see a pair of treasure hunters other victims of Aline, i'm assuming that are rushing a tonberry they slay it and brag about how easy the fight was. Yeah. You know, that was nothing. Yeah. And then immediately after that, a massive tomberry, probably 15 <laughs> feet tall, appears and attacks them, ultimately slaying them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, that was... Yeah. Um, the, so that's what we're getting into. Yeah. The big ones, the big tomberries are tomberry stalkers. These are kind of the reproduction of the tomberry pursuit mechanic like slow mm -hmm. advancement mechanic mm -hmm. in this dungeon because these things cannot be attacked. They are invulnerable. However, they will slowly make their way towards you. And if they catch you, they'll, they'll stab you a bunch. And and it's a tremendous amount of damage. I think um, one hit was about 75% of my health. Yeah. At minimum eye level. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it's it's terrifying. I don't know what's scarier, you know, Wanderer's Palace or like Amnesia. You're, you're like the game. Yeah. Um, because you can hear the footsteps in the game as you're fighting mobs and whatever. You hear the shuffling of one of these massive stalkers behind you. And you're like, we gotta go, we gotta go, go, go. Um, it's like that, you know, like the the snail that is pursuing you for the rest of your life. What, what is that thing like? You, you get like a billion dollars, but then there's a snail somewhere on earth. If it touches you, you die. So there's always this feeling that there's something after you slowly, slowly closing the distance death imminent it, it's it's a really like visceral fear which i don't like at all um there was there was one time in wanderer's palace and i don't know if you were you were probably there um but we like we could not 
shake these guys. I don't I don't know what it was. I remember just having a really hard time. Like you, you you're supposed to kite them, you know. You just anyway. I, this is a stupid story. I don't I don't know the details. <laughs> <laughs> just, we could not like get ahead of these things. It was really bad. They are never an issue, frankly, if you are geared with poetics or better, like with a Realm Reborn poetic gear or better, because you will do enough damage that you will cut through the groups mm-hmm. before it matters. However, it's a different story on min eye level because it will get close and they will hurt for a lot if they got you. Yeah. So anyway, once the stalker slays these poor treasure hunters, it now begins to pursue us. And again, it's a very slow pace. They don't speed up until they actually get near Lock you. Lock on, yeah. But they will slowly and relentlessly move towards you through the halls of the dungeon. Mm-hmm. So we proceed deeper inside, fighting tonberries and a few assorted animals. At min eye level gen, like we had to single pull these packs. Like yep. one group of three enemies was putting it took my tank some health time. to the, the brink yeah. consistently. Yeah. Um, these were, these were beefy mobs for sure. One group at a time, which was like three. Yep. (laughs) It's as good as it gets. Past those groups of enemies, though, we come across a rectangular room with a rectangular pool in the center of it. And in this room, some of the stone wall has crumbled away, revealing churning gears beyond the wall. So here's the tip that there's some other mechanisms going on inside the dungeon, which we will encounter in a little bit. But still, like, alive and well, working fully, despite all these years. Well, you know, Tonberries, uh, when they're not murdering intruders, they still got shit to do. Apparently. Yeah. You know, they're not going to just hang out sharpening knives. They're going <laughs> to... That's quite an assumption, Jen. <laughs> maintain the household. If you say so. I guess. Um, we cannot confirm or deny this theory. That's correct. By the way. This is... This is mine. Anyway, um, in this room, there is a, a chest, like a treasure coffer, which will have some relic weapon gear in it. This is where you go for that first stage, kind of crafting your relic template type stuff. Uh, yeah, like the, the, the bow rim and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, this dungeon. So you can get some relic stuff from this coffer if you take a small detour across the room. Otherwise, we will proceed and reach a large open area that is open to the sky. This is a raised courtyard that is surrounded by a large pool being fed by waterfalls. In this courtyard is our first boss, the Keeper of Halidom. It's a gubu. It's a gubu. Incidentally, Halidom means holiness or sanctity. So maybe Mm. this is a divine guardian of... Ashan's temple, or maybe yeah. it's just a big gubu that the treasure hunters named that because they're feeling fanciful. Exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, this place is very pretty. Yes, for sure. Yeah. So we fight the gubu. Yep. We fight the keeper. Yeah, he breathes on us. He does. Yeah. Like most bosses, he's got some cleaves, so mm-hmm. don't stand by the tank. And then he has moldy sneeze, which is a frontal attack that does a good amount of damage and inflicts reduced immunity on the target, hopefully the tank. This is a healing down debuff, so you receive less healing. Then there is Gubu's Grief, which is a cloud of, of like poison all around it, which does damage over time to everyone. This can be as soon as off. 
it looked to me like there was a lot of debuff whacking and healing mm-hmm. going on on the healer side. Totally. Because the um the sneeze attack doubles as a tank buster. So you get this debuff and also take a bunch of damage at once too. Mm-hmm. So it's quick cure the thing and then spam heals afterwards. Yeah. Otherwise, some AoEs, no big deal. Slay the Gubu, moving on. Yep. And we press forward into the inner halls beyond and come across a lone Tonberry. We kill it, no big deal. But when we slay it, it drops some lantern oil. Hey, I guess we'll pick that up. Might be useful later. So this is the tutorial for the dungeon's main gimmick, or other one besides the stalkers, which are the lantern oil and the rusted like crank wheels. Yep. So throughout the dungeon going forward, there will be these kind of lantern lit crank wheels, just like a turn crank, and they'll be rusted. And you'll have to apply the oil to them to de-rust them. So you need to go and collect this oil from various enemies, and then you'll need to apply it to these wheels, then turn them to open doors to proceed. Yeah. At first, it's like, kill a guy, there's a rusted crank wheel right in front of you. Hmm, what do we do here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But going forward, though, it's going to become more of a treasure hunt to find this oil. And then and then backtrack a bit to figure out where the, the wheels are. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then avoiding stalkers the whole time. And the main place this comes into play is in this upcoming room. After passing through a set of doors, we enter a great interior hall. This is essentially a rectangular room with a large raised platform in the center that is surrounded by a chasm. At the perimeter of the room, there is a walkway that connects to the central platform intermittently by stairways that span the gap. Mm -hmm. The degradation in the palace, though, has caused portions of the room to collapse, meaning that we'll have to move between the central platform and the outer perimeter platform back and forth, trying to circumnavigate these collapsed sections. Yeah. We have to, in this room, apply three lantern oils to various wheels throughout the area, all the while being chased by like three, I think, three different Tonberry stalkers that have different patrol routes throughout the room. Correct. So we're going to fight some Nimian ghosts small tomberries and um, skeletons as well as we dodge around the area, killing tomberries, stealing the oil, applying the oil to the things, and then trying to evade the stalkers. The skeletons are called Nim soldiers, I think. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay. Which is interesting because yeah. they are like full-size skeletons. Yeah. So, so this is this is probably um, fifth umbral era circa people. <laughs> correct. Yes. Yeah. Um, who are now guardians of the temple, as undead. Yes. Cool. Which so, would you rather be? And a skeleton nim soldier or a tonberry? Probably tonberry. Probably the skeleton nim soldier. Really? Well, it like, depends are, on if are, they are. What level like, of sentience? Right, is, that's the question. Yeah. Are they just kind of like, like animated ah. husks or are they possessed? Do they like have all of their memories from yeah. you know, before times? Yep. Yeah, interesting. That's, that's the question. Yeah. Don't know. Anyway. So um, we run around a lot and we collect some oil and we do a lot of backtracking and apply the oil. And then the doors out of here finally open and we escape. We can run into more treasure hunting adventurers as well in the big room. They are being attacked by a stalker. It does not end well for them. Yeah, we, we avoid them. They, they've made their bed. They can yes, lie in it. they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beyond that door, we run into the second boss, the giant... Bavarois. 
Bavois. Yeah. The big dessert. Exactly. So this is just an upside <laughs> slime. And uh, we fight it. This is an ads fight mainly. The boss doesn't do much besides spam fire at you. And then on occasion, it'll mark one other player and then focus fire on them. <laughs> yeah. Aroki got got by this twice. And it was really funny because <laughs> we didn't know what to do with this. Uh, yeah, they got they got got by this twice. And the first time we didn't know what we were doing and they died and we had a good laugh. And then uh, they got got by it a second time. So that was that was really the, the, the biggest deal mechanic. Everything else is just. Um, well, except for the pile of ads that come out. Jen. Well, correct. But they're kind of no big deal. In my opinion. Mm, they're no big deal if you focus fire on them like we did. Okay. But if you don't, then the white ad, um, the white slime, will cast Blizzard, which deals heavy to you. Oh, I yeah. That happened to me. <clears throat> um, and then the green one does Wind Burn, which is a dot. And the purple one does Paralysis. So bad, bad times. times. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Is all that Isuna-able if you get hit by it? I believe so. Okay. But still, it's, it's a lot going on at once. Best just to focus them if possible and not let them get those spells out. Yeah, we um, we did have an order of operation. So that's important to communicate to your team. Focus fire on, on one and move on systematically. After we defeat the Babrois, we will um, press on now into a series of hallways and stairways, fighting Tomberries, ghosts, skeletons, and seizing some more oil to use it before a Tonberry Stalker catches up to us. Oh, boy. And this is where the pursuit mechanic paid off because we got got we were fighting a group of enemies. Again, single pulls only on the min eye level run. We were fighting a group and then a Stalker pops up from behind us mm -hmm. and shanks a rookie immediately. Yeah, just, it just was a, it was a huge hit. And so it was, so this was a, bit, a little Jackety Sacks moment. We're yes. all like running up and down this hallway, like swapping aggro so then people could heal and run around yep. while tr still trying to kill the mobs we were working on before the stalker showed up. And um, we had one more group though to kill. And then we had to open the, oh we had God. to oil the mechanism yeah. then open the door yeah. from there. So it was pretty hairy with uh, that stalker being in our shit. Yeah, we, like, we had to still kill the mobs. We had to collect the lantern oil, kite this guy around the room, kill the other mobs, oil the shit. Um, and at this point, um, all of you had died and um, were running back to the area and I, I was just hanging out. I, so that, I feel bad because I I was just waiting for you guys to return and I didn't want to aggro the dude. So I just grabbed the lantern oil and I parked it. But what I could have done is turn the fucking wheel so we could have. So, yeah. Yeah, Jen. I know. <laughs> so you guys show up and then we run back there and, and the stalker is still around. Of well, course. what happened, though, was that the stalker had resumed his path down the hallway towards the end and Oroki had parked at the very end. Yeah, it got them. And. They let out this amazing, like, scream. Because <laughs> it's, like, again, it's the fear of God. So they let out this amazing yelp and we're running around. It was a good time. Once we grease up the final gears and escape into the last chamber, the stalker abandons it and goes back to its hidey hole. Leaving us with the final boss, the Tonberry King. Yeah, we were, sorry, before we, 
open the door. This had been such a traumatic ordeal. When we finally did open that final door, we're like, go, 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 go. And I wasn't sure if the Tonberry would follow us. I'm like, he's too fat for the door, right? He's too fat. He was. We were safe. For now. He just bowed to the King Jin. Did he? Yes. Oh, yeah. He can't. He's like, you guys got your own problems. You've got King Tonberry over yeah. here. So this is a large Tonberry in regal red robes with white trim. This is a former Nimian high mage transformed into a Tonberry. But these are high mage's robes, Jin, not a king's. Oh. It's just mage robes. confusing. Okay. It's just the style at the time, Jin. Right. Just a big golden crown with red velvet and ermine lining. Totally mage garb. Nimian mage, Jin. Don't apply your cultural biases to this (laughs) other kingdom. I apologize. I am very ignorant. I admit it. Okay. So we fight... (laughs) The king. This one is where it really ramps up the classic Tomberry mechanics. At the very beginning, we're going to pull the king and fight him. No big deal. That happens. <laughs> However, then little Tomberry ads start spawning in. Mm-hmm. Normally, you want to kill the ads. Don't kill Don't the ads. Don't do it. Because the king will cast everyone's grudge. Every time you kill one of the Tonberry adds, it gives a stack of rancor to the king. So when he casts the grudge spell, then all players will take damage commensurate with the amount of adds they've killed. Mm-hmm. Fitting. Yes. Totally appropriate. Do not kill them. Yep. You're just going to have to run around as the Tonberries just keep increasing in number. Yes. And that will keep happening. So... You'll go back and forth across the arena, mm-hmm. kind of carving out safe spaces as more and more of them appear. But when the king gets low on health, then the slashers start to appear too. So the giant tomberries will now appear, and they do a lot of damage if they hit. Yep. Yep. This got ridiculous. So around about, I think when the boss was at like around maybe like 15-20%, there were a few dozen tonberries in the arena chasing after us it looked um it w- well it was a nightmare and aroki made a comment they said that while this was a horrifying thing to witness the cumulative sound of all their little tippy taps <laughs> running around the arena dispelled some of the horror a bit and i would agree it was pretty funny their little tails um, our healer died, for sure. Did you die, Jen? I did not die. Oh, look at that. Yeah. So I had popped my invulnerability when the king was down to like 2% health. Yeah. And I was spamming range attacks because I could not stop moving because there were so many Tomberries around. And I was kept alive only by virtue of the invulnerability as the king got knocked down that final little bit of health. It was rough, man. Yeah. No, with, with that minimum eye level. Mm-hmm. We really had to try. Yeah. <laughs> But we did it. So it we, we kill the king. We are victorious. That's the end. That's, that's that. End of the dungeon. Um, I did go back to talk to Aline. I did also because I was like... Okay, so I need closure here. There's, like, there's no nothing about this missing feller whatsoever. Right, right. There's no like this feels like it's made for a quest chain. 
that will be okay you go to the dungeon yes. that checks out the quest step then you leave and now you talk to Aline again maybe or maybe you find like a journal page from her feller that that indicates that maybe they at some point they were alive for a little bit maybe they aren't anymore but the mystery deepens and you go back and you're like all right bitch i'm on to you but there is evidence that your guy may still be alive like what do like yeah that, that could have been a thing but no if you go back and talk to her she's still trying to sell you on this yeah. treasure filled dungeon like yeah I, that, that wanderer's palace sounds pretty great right yeah, and you should check it out if you talk to the fairy guy abazi he just says don't go in there so <laughs> no one updates their dialogue after you've cleared the dungeon i know i was hoping for a little green check quest from aline so we could you know yeah. give her what for yes but no. no so it just ends no sign of this guy yet we will be back though for wanderer's palace hard in a little time Mm -hmm. so we'll get to check in on the next stage of the dungeons evolution then anyway jen how was that how was your wandering uh it was great um i enjoyed it's not a dungeon that i've done a lot maybe twice in like a random ass leveling or something the tomberries are are scary and i remember my first time in that dungeon we totally we totally got chased down by stalkers a few times and um i I think it forever cemented that dungeon as uh, a place not to go kind of like in my early days of playing like zamil darkhold like i didn't understand the crystal veil Uh you know debuff buff thing i'm like this is this dungeon sucks um and so I'm, I'm glad we went in there at minimum eye level again because you are you are capable to face your fears exactly um and i I remember that also the 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 center section where you're in all of these it's almost like labyrinthian with these you know the platforms and the stairs and whatever and you're trying to progress while also avoiding the stalkers and i remember that being an absolute shit show because we were like what do we do we've got these these tourney bits and it must have been me and a bunch of sprouts that didn't know what the fuck um because we were in there for a while it was scary um so yeah um this was great. It was really fun. You know, we're all like, oh, my God, we're going to get caught. And we're running around and killing stuff. And yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Good time. Mm-hmm. That center section is a pain in the butt if you are trying to speed run this. Oh, my God. Because we'll be here multiple times for the relic. And mm-hmm. if you get it in just even like LDR, um, the, the roulette, and you're trying just to go through quickly, it's always like, okay, so which of these paths has the oil down it? Then you got to mm-hmm. backtrack and so on. It just adds a bit of friction to like a, a speed run. Yep. But it is fun to engage with when you're doing it legit for the first time or the first couple times. Yeah. Because yeah, then yeah, there's like some problem solving around. There. And, yeah. 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 It, it's it's a thing where the current dungeon format, the hallway dungeon format, is very easy for like running roulettes because whatever you do, you'll just press forward pretty much and kill two packs of enemies and then mm-hmm. bam, there you go. And for these ones, the Realm Reborn dungeons, which have a lot more complexity to them like this, it's less fun to redo, but it's a lot more fun to do the first time. Yes. It's all it's all doable. But and it, yeah, so it's it's, you know, kind of solving this little this little puzzle, I suppose. But now with the added bonus of these, I, like it's not really something that uh, this game does anywhere else where it's got something like stalking you, you yeah. know, like you have to avoid this thing like locking eyes yeah. and and. It's a good adaptation of the Tom Berry concept, mm-hmm. I think, for what 14 is. 
It's great. So, so the the Tonberry lore, the fact that you know they used to be Lollafells, they they all got you know sick and became Tonberries. Is is that how? And I think I asked this in the Scholar episode too. Is like is that the lore in all of the other no. Final Fantasies? Okay. And we're going to go back to the Scholar episode and I'm going to have the same exact exchange with you and c- because I forgot. But I love that because I, I think this is a really, you know, for like, well, okay, Final Fantasy 14, guys, you know, we're all sitting around the table. We're like, how are we going to explain Tonberries this time? And that was their solution. Amazing. Like, holy shit. It totally checks out. And it's fucked up. I don't think they get explained in general. There are piles of random enemies out there that just appear in oh, of places. Course. Yeah, but the fact that they chose to elaborate so much more on the Tonberries yes. and like this this was a people this was a civilization yep. amazing it's good mm-hmm. good stuff any other comments Jen uh nope other than there's some sweet candelabras in there <clears throat> and I hope that they are a housing item because I would like them but that's all cool mm-hmm. next time we are resuming the main story quest wow we'll be picking up with the patch 2.2 MSQ and that will do it for today's episode Uh, a little little bit of a shorter thing but we're just coming off of coils so we deserve it (laughs) thanks again to the guys who uh, joined us for the run and thank you all for listening if you want to get in touch you can at podreturnffxiv at gmail.com check the show notes for our discord you can show up join us for group runs talk about glams share your glams talk about stuff whatever it's an amazing group of people and we also have our patreon uh, patreon.com slash podreturnffxiv if you want to throw us a buck um, you gain access to some uh, bonus episodes that we release about monthly um, that are seasonal events, um, some Final Fantasy-related games in the real world, like the trading card game, um, and other such things. So check that out. Um, and with that, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Have a good day or night, and we will see you next time.